about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. I am soft-spoken Selena here with X. How's it going, y'all? Thank you so much for coming to the show. Of course, my pleasure, my pleasure. Hi, I just want to put in a disclaimer that I noticed that I have major vocal fry in this recording. This is because I have coronavirus, um, or <laughs> just kidding, well, I did, um, but I have a cough um, from unrelated things. I have a cough, and so that's why. Every episode, we begin with a segment that we like to call historical hoes. So, I got all of my info from Playboy and Wikipedia. Dorian Electra Fridkin Gomberg, which is their name. It sounds like I just said Dorian Electra Fridkin Gomberg, which doesn't sound real. Okay. Dorian Electra Fridkin Gomberg, aka Dorian Electra, a cancer, <laughs> um, cancer musician corner. We have another weirdo innovator, Peep Sufjan, Solange, Lana, H.E.R., etc., etc. Cancer celebs are often low key while laying everything out. Like we found out everything, but they're all mysterious. Um, can I divert for a sec to mention Elon Musk is a Cancer, which I just found out recently, and also Grimes is a Pisces, and then they managed to have a Taurus kid, which sounds, like, harmonious, but also, um, aside from that, like, want to note that that's why they're, like, that, like, Elon and Grimes, I mean, like, messy e-boy energy is so that. Anyway, Dorian, born 1992, in, um... Houston, Texas, to a realtor dad and a jeweler mom. They're, um, they identify as trans and gender fluid using they, them pronouns. Their Wikipedia article notes their ADHD diagnosis. This Wikipedia article was, like, very sparse considering that they have, like, this interview, like, whoever is updating this needs to get on it honestly, because there's so much more information, but it's really funny because it's like, it gives that information that I basically just said, and then says, also, they have a a diagnosis of ADHD, which is just really funny, Um, and then it kind of talks about their career, um, like their musical career, so Dorian Electra is a pop star currently, just to mention, I think I did not say that. (laughs) I think I just said their name. They went to a Montessori high school in Houston, the School of Woods, and then went to Shimer College in Chicago from 2010 to 2014, which was also in the article. I missed that. So apparently Dorian was very gender non-conforming as a kid, dressing in drag, etc. They liked Austin Powers, quote... Part of the humor comes from the fact that he thinks he's really sexy, but he's gross. That masculine ideal definitely shaped my personal textual, I mean, sexual orientation or idea of gender. It's way more on the Austin Powers side of the spectrum in terms of outlandish, ridiculous, kind of borderline grotesque, end quote. Sorry, my handwriting is monstrous, and I thought, like, I'm going to be able to read this, but, you know, let's see how this goes. Oh, whoa, their parents' names were Paula and Paul, 
whoa. <laughs> well, anyway, they divorced. Um, that just can't happen, apparently, <laughs> for long, at least. Uh, not to laugh at someone's divorce, my bad. So then Dorian moved in with their dad um, and his new wife. Dorian's birth parents were very open-minded, but their stepmom wasn't and was super conservative. So, like, like throughout... Um, their childhood they had like all of this like gay and trans representation kind of is what the article said so it wasn't like a new concept to them but their stepmom was just like conservative um but dorian was into theater not athletics or academics theater got them into storytelling and video they really sound like me but like if i'd grown up in like a better environment like they're in a better environment like, they are also even using storytelling in their songwriting, which, ah, okay, yeah, and, um, also, they started to, like, do video art for school projects, also like me, um, quote, it started as the perfect synthesis of all my interests. I love all this academic stuff. It's also a good mental exercise for me to break down the um, these complex things in a way that can be accessible to people in more casual uh, layperson terms. This carries, oh wait, end quote. This carries into their music, which feels super like reports over topics like gender, social constructs, sexuality. Um, and that's because it was kind of commissioned, not kind of, it was commissioned by Refi- Refinery29, which was a fan of the co- the videos that they were making in college, basically. Um, so, Dorian had made a pop song for a sex ed video that Refinery29 asked them to do, where they dressed as a clit um, with backup vulva dancers. So Refinery29, upon seeing how big a hit that vid was, like it won a Webby or something, I didn't know those actually existed. Um, So Refinery29 was like, we want more of this. Thus, their video slash music essays on the history of vibrators, drag, high heels, and the marginalization of trans people, people of color, women, and immigrant communities. So that's flamboyant, daddy-like, man-to-man, and career boy. Those are all song titles. Flamboyant, daddy-like, man-to-man, and career boy. (laughs) Just to say that again. I didn't know that was why they sound so essay-ish. Like, I found out they were a cancer and was like, mm, with these lyrics. But also, I guess it makes sense. Like, it's, like, it does. And I'm thinking, like, okay, so I'm, like, Gemini, Venus, Gemini, Mercury, and I'm thinking, like, you know, they've got to have some Leo placements there because they're, like, that, you know. But also, I could see Gemini. And that's just kind of what happens if you don't no, it's like, um, I think like your Venus and your Mercury will always be like one sign away and then Venus can be like two signs away maybe. And then, um, Mars can be like a bit further. My Mars is Virgo. That's, oh, Mars can be two signs away. I think Venus can be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm getting off topic. So anyway, during production, Electra began to explore their gender identity and settled on gender fluid, identifying with the morphing nature. Quote, when I finally switched to they, them, it was really hard for me to ask people who had known me from before to use them. And then everyone questions your authenticity, like, quote, you're just doing this for marketing purposes. You just feel like you want to be special. I don't know why I started that with quote. This is just like, 
okay. It happens to trans people too. Their question, is this a um, passing phase? But for me, everything is a passing phase. Everything is always evolving and changing, end quote. So here's the whole part. Y'all probably thought, Clover, what the hell is this? Wait, you all probably thought, quote, Clover, what the hell is this? End quote. <laughs> Unless you're a diehard fan, at which I'd say, okay, bless. So after college, Dorian became a topless dancer at a strip club in Chicago. Um, they let people do $5 boob shots and went for private topless dances. Um, in a comment on one of their best nights, they said, I never felt that confident in my body because I was not this feminine ideal type. But these people are literally paying money to see me and my body and feel me grinding on them. They loved their role in the club. Everything about it was a haughty experience. Quote, I actually embraced those genders ide- gendered ideas. I spent so many years in college and after trying to socialize myself into those things that now I've accepted them. And I'm learning to be okay with enjoying them too. There's nothing wrong with me wanting to feel really feminine or submissive, or the opposite, because I also felt a lot of guilt about that once I started getting into feminism and then discovered my own gender identity. I was like, wait, is this at odds with my gender identity? Which is something I struggled with too, but found a lot of comfort from dancing, actually. Oh, wait, that's me talking now. So their sentence ends with gender identity, question mark. I'm talking, I'm reading a book report, you all. This is just, which is something I struggle with too. Gender identity and femininity. Okay, but I found a lot of comfort from dancing, actually. And I got out of something um, with this non-binary person, like a relationship. And they were like, Oh, you like getting waxed? Oh, you have a beauty routine? Kind of like critical of any of my more, I guess, feminine performances, as though masculine is the neutral. Like, I get the idea masculine ends up often embracing the natural, like aging, body hair, no makeup, but natural and neutral don't have to be the same thing. Like, why is an AMAB more queer for their makeup than an AFAB also? Anyway, Dorian is so cool for being very openly gender fluid and making a body of work around this. Like, it's very thought out and sweet and cute. They dress and present so in between. And then with their grotesque aesthetics, like, quote, grotesque, end quote, aesthetics, like blacking out teeth and odd makeup. And they have a drawn-on mustache, like it's penciled on. And they pitch their voice all across the board in a single song. Um, They're very fluid and interesting, and also unashamed of their history as a sex worker. They're truly out there for marginalized identities, especially cancers. Absolute joke. But check out their Insta. They're weird and funny, and their music vids are fun and cute. Um, My song pick is Jackpot. They're on the rise, of course, in the hyper-pop scene, a clique that's like Charlie XCX, Sophie, Kim Petras, Brooke Candy, Slater, 100 Gags, Caroline Polachek, etc., etc. But yeah, that's the whole look them up, the more you know. Thank you. So, um, I came upon your profile via Instagram because I was like looking at the Hunkamania channel and looking for male dancers and stuff to talk to and generally also for the Raising Hell event because um, so those of you who are maybe new to the show, 
don't know that I am part of Soldiers of Pole, which is this organization of strippers um, who are all trying to unionize the industry and provide rights for strippers and generally um, kind of have collectivized efforts. So it's really dope. And we raise money and we have a pop-up strip club event and you were going to perform. Yep, I was. (laughs) And then COVID happened. And then we had to cancel the event indefinitely. So um, that's how we started to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And it's been, you know, hey, how you doing? How's your week? Mm-hmm. How's business? And- yeah, totally. Um, and I mean, it's just, you know, everything is completely different now. And we've all made major transitions. I know, like, a number of us are performing online. And you are doing some kind of interesting stuff, uh, specifically on Facebook. That's right. That's right. Could you talk about it a little bit? So after, you know, COVID happened, dancing at clubs and being booked for private shows, you know, like going places, all of that, you know, came to a hold. But that didn't stop people from still wanting to see, you know. Strippers. Exactly. Like yeah. Everybody still wants to satisfy that sense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it it was up to us to make that adjustment. It was, you know, I just had to figure out how else am I going to do this? How can I do what, I, what I've been doing just in another way? So I've made a, another Facebook and I've, you know, advertised. Um, I'm in the wraps of making an OnlyFans and putting some content on there also. Just making a adjustment on. Yeah, the, so you've been like diversifying your income. You've been trying new platforms. And I think what's surprising to me in part is like using Facebook because Facebook is very heavily policed. Definitely. And I wonder why, like, so how are you drawing your fan base like, is Facebook the best way for you to get the people who want your services? And um, do they feel best, like, viewing it on Facebook? Or have you tried, like, other video platforms? I do Zoom calls. Uh, Zoom calls is where it's, it's you know, pretty much as soon as the camera starts rolling, clothes got to come off. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? Um, you know, Zoom versus Facebook. Facebook, there's a lot of rules. Almost every live show I've been in, I've gotten put in Facebook jail, you know, right after or my show would be interrupted because I, I violated something or I had a, you know, a, a yeah. slip, slip up, a couple of slips. But, you know, versus <laughs> That's Zoom. You're, you're gesturing. You're like, it's a genital slip. Right, right, right. Saying, right. But. <laughs> you know, and via Zoom, it's private or, you know, it's somebody's private account that they're paying for. So yeah. when they book a dancer or an entertainer it's like all right like i you know it's cute i want to see you dance but Mm -hmm. there's like you're saying there's like this underlying expectation that the shows will go further on zoom definitely but i also think that depends on the crowd you know yeah and you do you find that your crowd is kind of pushing you to do more on zoom calls i would say so more like zoom calls or private video chats you know even if it's on facebook messenger just you know, in private. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting pushed for more privates as oh, well. Okay. Just, you know, more intimacy, some individual attention, mm-hmm. some stuff that I can't show on yeah. Facebook Live. Oh, this is interesting. So it's kind of like, so um, I'm a little bit curious about what your shows typically look like, but it sounds like it's kind of like on this edge of like camming slash stripping. Like right, there's right. a stripping element, but then it kind of like falls into like a cam show territory. Definitely. It's it's more geared toward entertainment. So it's a lot more dancing. It's a little more interaction and in, interacting, some lip singing, asking questions. You know, I'm, I always ask, what do you guys want to 
see me dance to, mm-hmm. what do you want to see me get, get, get wet to, uh-huh. my Facebook live shows is pretty much an advertisement uh-huh. for what you can see on only on OnlyFans or if you book me for a private or mm-hmm. via Zoom. You know, I'm not really putting all my stuff on Facebook Live because one of the regulations and also, hey, if you want to really see what I can do, check out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag OnlyFans, hashtag, you know, DM me for private content. Oh, okay. So, like, whenever you're on Facebook, you said... You mentioned that you dance, you do some lip syncing, you did some cloud or some crowd interaction stuff, um, and then you get wet. What does that mean? <laughs> do you use like oils or like definitely so <laughs> <laughs> not being able to really get naked, you still gotta find a way to please the crowd. You still gotta get a way to get people to wanna send money to your cash app. Because mm-hmm. this is this is a business. It is fun also, but you know, we're all here trying to have fun and also make money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it, a lot of brainstorming goes into what I do on Facebook Live because I don't want to do the same thing I do every time because it gets old really quick. Yeah. It's almost, I feel like I have to come up with something new, something different every time I go live. So There's a lot of creativity. Definitely. I have, I have a really good friend. His name is Johnny and he has a dope ass house. My first live show, I really didn't have any, you know, anything creative to do. Like, I have my homie H2O. He did something with a watermelon. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot of dancers are doing their own thing. And uh-huh. I didn't really have anything creative. But my friend let me use this house. And he has a jacuzzi. And he has a lot of really good, awesome-looking rooms that you'd want to just be in. So, mm-hmm. what I did was I went to his house. And every room, I did a song and I changed, like, my style of how I was dancing. Like, mm-hmm. I started out fully clothed, fully clothed, a lot a, a lot of masculine moving, a lot of stomping, a lot of, you know, jumping and jerking. Okay. And then I took, a, I took it to what's called the red room. The red room, I slowed it down. That's when I started taking off, you know, a little bit of my clothing, a little bit mm-hmm. of my costume. And after that, you know, I kind of did some crowd participation, asked some questions, you know, how are you guys doing? What's good? Hope you guys like the show. Here's my mm-hmm. cash app. And at that time I'm walking outside, it's beautiful like walkway made of brick and the lights, the whole scenery is just pimp. I was walking through that little valley to the jacuzzi, got in the jacuzzi, that's when I got all, all the way naked. You couldn't see me because half my body's under the water. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you know I'm naked, but it's yeah. like, damn, you know, the water, he in the jacuzzi. Uh-huh. The jacuzzi, the lighting, everything is cool. I'm um, doing handstands in the jacuzzi. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And so, like, how many people were watching the show? That day, I think it was... 30 i seen toward the end before i got cut off it was around like 45 oh wow so that's like a lot of people who are have their eyes on you do you so is everybody talking at the same time kind of or is it all yeah. just you um it's it's definitely them too you know i try not to focus on reading the comments too much because i am putting on the show yeah but i do see the hearts and the likes and the face emojis flying mm-hmm. up so i know i'm getting love which is which is also motivating for the entertainer because they see mm-hmm. that you like it it's mm-hmm. the same thing as you know somebody in the crowd if you were at a party screaming your name yeah you know, it's definitely motivating it's like hell yeah they like that let me let me do something else yeah like, what else y'all? <laughs> No, it makes I, me want to keep going. Yeah, totally. Like, do you ever have connectivity issues? Does that ever affect your shows? What do you mean by that? Like, um, internet connectivity. 
Um, no, I always make sure my internet is it's on point where it needs to be. Definitely. Okay, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's definitely important. Nobody wants a glitchy show. Nobody wants. Oh man, sorry. Let me uh hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's you know they want to see a clean, uninterrupted show. Yeah, they want the professionalism, the full experience, and they don't right. want it to be you know broken by other stuff. Exactly. That's so cool. And um, so like with your crowd interaction, are you playing games? Are you asking them personal questions? Are you like taking requests? And is it like a tip request situation? Um, no, I mean, not really a tip request situation. It's, it's just like, I mean, like if they want a request, they have to tip. It's actually a good idea. But, you know, for <laughs> me, like naturally, I'm a pleaser. So I like to make sure that. You know, I'm on point before I ask them to tip me. I don't just want to, you know, hey, what's good? I'll ah, take my shirt off, pay me, be at. Like, no, nah, it's like, you know, let's, let's, let me, I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. Let me, let me show you what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you tip me, tip me a thank you. Okay, that tip makes me, sense. Tip me what you think that was worth. Yeah, what well, was fair. Definitely. But you kind of have to, like, tell people, right? Like, I mean, oh, are yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so do you perform for mixed audiences? Like, for men and women, or is it all women, or is uh, it... it's it's definitely a mixed crowd, especially uh-huh. on especially with the online game. Yeah, you can't really control who's going to see who, and honestly, yeah, totally. more men are looking at you know guys than women are. Cause oh, for you, sure, cause and more women are, or sorry, and more men are paying you know to watch men too. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, like men, you know, th- their money Repurves. rules. Repurves. The, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they you know their money like constitutes the majority of the sex industry unfortunately at this point also the entertainment industry yeah totally i mean generally um so they're you know they're asking you things um and like how do you handle that now like i mean were you always performing for mixed crowds no i i started out with women i just had the idea if i'm an entertainer and i only dance for one specific group i feel like i'm cutting my hand like i'm I feel yeah. like I'm cutting myself in half. I'm cutting my income in half yeah. just by that one bias alone. I'm I'm only able to please this kind, this type of crowd. I'm only able to make money from this type of crowd. I'm only able, I'm only you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. I don't know. So I feel like dancing for both is definitely beneficial for promotional wises. You know, making money, getting more bookings. You know, it's it's. Just yeah, I mean, you don't want to just say no to half the demographic or whatever, right, you know, right. like half of the money you could be getting. So let's kind of backtrack. How long have you been dancing? I've been dancing. It'll be five years this oh, year. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Happy five-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into the industry? My original dream was to pursue modeling. Mm-hmm. So I made a model mayhem. I know it's super ancient and... I yep. fell across some ads, and you know, being African American, it's there's not really a lot of castings that ask for African American males. Pretty much my description, the the average black model put in the category. Uh huh. It's yeah. not really a lot of work for us. For on sure. That yeah. type of. There's website. a lot of discrimination. So when I would do, so when I would find a cast, I would just, all right, what's up? What are we doing? Am I nude? Am I all the way nude? Like, what is mm-hmm. it? What's the catch? How much? When? Mm-hmm. Where? So I came across this one ad, and it said males of all types, all of ages. So I was like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. 300 for an hour or for, like, something ridiculous. 300 for, like, two hours for maybe, like, a, a for a, 
a photo shoot. It wasn't even erotic or nude. I was like, what? All right, too good to be true. But mm-hmm. whatever, let me shoot my shot just in case. Mm-hmm. This is easy money. Turns out it was it was a manager for a dancing company called Honkomania, mm-hmm. which is where you found my Instagram page. Yes, yes. Me or my information. Mm-hmm. And I hit him up. And he asked me if I was interested. He gave me a link to a website, which is hunklemania.com. And under that link, he just said, if you're still interested, hit me up. So, okay. I, so I go to hunklemania.com, right? Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's your traditional male stripper hunk, like Review. big buff yeah. white guys and, you know, doing just regular sh- statistical stripper stuff like the magic mic experience pretty much exactly exactly so i looked at the website and i go through the whole thing when i'm done looking at the website my i'm like no way i never thought that i would actually be a stripper so Mm -hmm. i asked my best friend at the time um i called another friend i asked three people after that phone call and i was like yo what if what would you guys say if i told you i was a stripper you know (laughs) Two of them was were like, I wouldn't be surprised. I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm the so shyest funny. guy you know. What do you mean you wouldn't be surprised? <laughs> Damn. Thanks for letting me know how you feel about me. So this is a learning experience. I mean, I guess you could take that a couple ways. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, But still, I was like, man, I was just contemplating on a fantasy of actually being a shipper. And at the time, I was 24, 23 going on 24. You know, I'm summer college student nothing to do don't have a job so mm-hmm. fuck it let's let's go to la and make some money where were you before um i was still in southern california uh the city called fontana okay it's, it's about driving <laughs> it's about an hour and a half away from la four hours on the bus uh, oh but God. still i didn't care i like that you know uh, it was four hours on yeah, a bus. yeah i would that, that was that was my way <laughs> to and from la i, I would take yeah. the bus for like two years doing oh, gigs but i would but i'm at i'm I like adventure. No, that's so impressive, though. That's, like, life. very, like, that's a lot of determination yeah. to, to do that. To me, it was a lot of fun just going somewhere I've never been, taking another route. Even though it was four hours, I was still, like, I've never been this way before. Cool. Every- it's cool that you had, like, you approached it with, like, a curious energy. Definitely, because I wouldn't have done it other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it can be a chore some days, especially when it's raining. It's, like, I don't oh, feel God. like it. Oh, God, yeah. So that that is a whole other story. But... So I went to this, I met, I met up with this, this manager guy. His name is Jeff, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I met up with Jeff at this house along with three other guys. One of them, his name was Nick and another one, his name was Andy. So Jeff, he, uh, he talks just like DMX. Like you close your eyes and you're in a room with this dude. Like he talks just like DMX, but looks nothing like DMX. That's hilarious. No, wait, like what does he look like? Is he black though? No, he's, uh. <gasps> Picture, picture, uh, mid thirties, five eight, New York stocky Italian dude with okay. the with the deepest like New York oh Italian ish accent that sounds like DMX. That's good. What up, dog? <laughs> hey, dog. Let me see you some. Tell you some, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, I met up with Jeff, and it was these two other guys. And Jeff was pretty much going going through with us with the do's and don'ts, how the stripper industry goes, what to expect, how we'll start, pretty much, you know, 
the orientation of what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. He, he told us we'd be learning a couple of routines, which is cool. They're really, they're really easy. There's an eight-year-old kid who comes. It's somebody's son, and, you know, he learns the routines just by watching them. That's how easy mm-hmm. they are to learn. And, uh, wait, wait, you said an eight-year-old kid? Somebody brought their son That's so cute. and he ended up learning <laughs> all the routines. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, Jeff was like, dude, these, these dogs. Dog, these routines, it's so easy, a little age bro. A kid can do it. A kid can do it. Like, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, okay. Yeah, then two weeks later, we met up at this club called the Blue Moon Hookah Lounge. It's actually down the street from here. We're going to walk there from here. The Blue Moon Hookah Lounge. And that's where I had my first show. I didn't dance. I was mm. just a waiter. So I was taking orders, seating the girls. And even that, I was super, my hands are shaking. Aww. You're talking about, I've had maybe three girlfriends, uh, maybe lost my virginity four years before. Oh, where, this is <laughs> So I was, I was definitely a late bloomer. And then, you know, just, I gotta, I have to go talk to women. Yeah. And ask them what they want and yeah. go get it. It was, I was... I was definitely shook a little bit. I was super shy, so mm-hmm. I wasn't even oh, thinking about going on stage. <laughs> wasn't even wasn't even thinking about it. It was a hell no for me. Just being in just being in the room, stripping. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know, just being in that environment for for the first time, I was I was mind blown. Uh-huh. I was like, dog. I made in that night in tips. You know, taking orders, giving some massages, saying mm-hmm. hi, asking names, like like shoulder massages and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The cute little, you know, hey, hi. Oh, that's rub, cute. Rub, okay. Rub. okay, nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I made sixty bucks. Hell yeah. I made sixty bucks. I remember. Like, All right, man. Here's a tip out, dog. Good job today. The women really liked you. <laughs> like cool, cool. And I just remember going home with sixty bucks on my hand. <laughs> thinking holy shit i can't believe i just made money doing that wow like it, it was it was just 60 bucks but i mm-hmm. was like what holy shit because my mentality at that time was the only way you made money was by going to a job working for mm-hmm. somebody you know desk job type stuff like yeah, no yeah. way you go outside have fun and get paid mm-hmm. for it so i was like i'm in when's the next show yeah. Who else needs a a drink uh-huh. or a or a little massage? Like, I was like, I got this. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how I uh, that's how I started dancing. So what was your first show like? My first show. Yeah. How, so was it on stage or was it going to a place? Like my first show was definitely on stage in the club. Oh. It wasn't at the Blue Moon Hookah Lounge, but it was with the same company. Still, with the company, still. definitely. It was. It was in Hollywood. Oh, called, okay. At this club called um, the Dragonfly. Oh, okay. A, there, <laughs> we'll get to the Dragonfly in a little bit. Okay. I have, I have a funny story about the Dragonfly. Okay. I have a lot of stories about yeah, the Dragonfly. Yeah, I'm gonna make a note of this. <laughs> Actually, the Dragonfly. It was my first show. I I had been a waiter for four months. Oh wow! They kept you as a waiter for a really long yeah. time. Was it your personal choice, or was it like they were like he's not ready yet? He was a new. It was well, Hunkamani was new in L.A. They're really big in New York. They have shows that hold like three hundred plus women. Uh huh. And yeah, Jeff. I mean, they're they're international, right? Right, right. And Jeff, he took a branch of that and he started it in L.A. So it was me and like maybe four other guys. Mm-hmm. So we were a little bit short on guys. Also. I don't think he trusted that I knew the new knew the routines as well as he wanted me to, mm. which was like a little bit extra. But I mean, on top of me being shy, 
I was I was still a little stiff. Okay. So like some some of the movements I wasn't smooth. I was stiff. I mean, I think that's just like baby stripper energy is like you're a little yeah. bit stiff and you don't quite have the transitions down. Like Real there's talk. just a little bit of like thinking between each move. Everything was really robotic. Yeah. But you I mean, you kind of iron that out by doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But anyway, go on. But my first show, it wasn't I wasn't scheduled. You know what I mean? I wasn't put on like a. I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't given a main or like a side. That's what we called them. If you had, a, if you were a main, you were the main act, and you mm-hmm. were the, you you would give the girl the lap dance. Sides were, you know, two sides just to make the main look good. Mm-hmm. You know, hype up the crowd. One of the dancers didn't show up. Oh God! And I was there. <laughs> wasn't expecting to go on, but I always brought stuff to dance in like my sexiest pair of underwear my sexiest pair of hanes i've had <laughs> your um, sexiest pair of hanes <laughs> my my best shoes a tank top i had i mean i had had a, had a tank top a beater a tank top a beater a tank top <laughs> a scarf uh, yeah. um i mean just just i was i looked new but i looked good yeah i guess mm-hmm like you could I be think I, I think I have a picture of that. I think I have a picture somewhere on my phone. I'd have to do some digging. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so so yeah, I always brought that stuff just in case. Mm-hmm. But I never expected it was gonna be that day. So I have on this Honkomania waiter beater on and I'm taking some orders and it's ten minutes until the next act. You know, I'm chilling. I'm I by this time I'm actually comfortable what doing what I'm doing. I'm comfortable going up to women asking what they want to drink talking mm-hmm. to them asking them where they're from giving small talk yeah I'm comfortable with breaking the ice now mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden hey yo dog let me talk to you back here for a second <laughs> how well do you know the magic mic act then and it's called the magic mic act was because if you guys have seen the movie magic mic the umbrella routine they got that from hunkamania oh they they, they redid it but that original umbrella magic mic it's a hunkamania signature signature hey (laughs) so jeff was like all right dog how well you know the side to magic mic and i was like oh yeah i'm good i got it yeah the umbrella yep yep okay cool you're going on you're going on in 10 as soon as he said that i forgot it oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's like everything you know you're gonna go on flies out of your mind i was like what (laughs) okay Cool. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, good thing I had ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took about eight to get the jitters out. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, I'm amazed that you got the jitters out at all, though. You know, they came back. They came back. Okay. They came back. <laughs> I took a shot of Fireball, and which which helped a little bit. Yeah. So we're, so it's me, the main. His name was Giovanni. Pretty cool. He's dope. And I think the other one, his name was Ronald. So it was us three on there. Giovanni was the main, and then me and Ronald were the sides. So, so you all three are on the stage at the same time? Yeah. Okay. But prior to the show, prior to that act, we were in the back, you know, um, rehearsing. Ooh. And like, yeah, now my hands are sweaty the entire time. I was I had to keep wiping my <laughs> hands. Mom's sweaty, I'm mom's like, spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just shaking. My hands were sweaty. And uh, <laughs> I was really, I was probably 70% scared, 30% excited, mm-hmm. but a really, really solid 30 excited mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> since I was used to breaking the ice with women and I smiled a lot 
it, it's really easy for me to you know make people laugh mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm good at i'm typically a class clown i was considered a class class clown all throughout my scholastic days and uh so that's kind of what i like slipped back into so my moves weren't really smooth once we started to act they were mm-hmm. more like they were either too loose or i was a robot Mm. It was it was one or the other. It wasn't it wasn't a, a smooth, sexy, in control, confident like uh, uh, your face. You like that, don't you? It was it was nothing like that. It was a excited boy, just just <laughs> going, just giving it his all. Exactly, <laughs> being a monkey bone on stage. So my first performance was definitely the. <laughs> well, I mean, so how were you? How were you received? Like, what did the? Did you get any feedback from the crowd or from the other guys dancing with you? I mean, it was all love. I know working with female strippers is a lot different than working with male strippers. The female stripper industry, that side of it, is a lot more like cutthroat. You guys I think are, it depends. My club is very sweet. Everybody's sure. family. <laughs> I've heard like nothing but horror stories. The girls are mean or bitches. I There's, feel like I, that's. I've heard a fight. They they be fighting almost every week, every night. Mm, it depends on your club. There's like a lot of really sweet clubs. Like sure. you just have to. Know well, that's really ones. good to know. That's, that's definitely. That's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> a warming feeling because I yeah. meet a lot of female strippers and all you guys like individually. You guys are nice. I've never met like a female stripper that's just mean yeah know? well i mean i think we all have to be very nice because we're all dealing with people and yeah. people are treating us all kinds of ways so that's true you and yeah. you have to keep your composure and make that sale that so part pour that on part. that sweetness <laughs> like oh cool yeah yeah i like, like i'm hearing sh- sure yeah i mean <laughs> well i have thought about other things after this yeah like right like i well like i don't know if i need a getting out strategy i mean but thanks for asking. I, I'm glad that you're concerned about me. It's like that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Working with them, it was it was all love. Like they knew, you know, I was new. They knew it was my first time that yeah. I was actually covering for somebody. So they they were just glad. Everybody was glad that I was there to cover for the person that wasn't there. And mm-hmm. you know, it, since it was my first show, it was all love. They were like, "Yeah, man, you did cool. Like at least you didn't forget anything or misstep." Mm-hmm. You know, at least I was flowing with yeah. the act. You know, I did the umbrella when the umbrella was supposed to go up. Mm-hmm. My umbrella came down. I turned when I was supposed to turn. Uh-huh. At least the fundamentals were there. I didn't uh-huh. forget those. So when we got off stage, they were just telling me, like, yeah, you did get here. You did get there. Dope. Here's your money. Get back out there. Give some dances. Mm-hmm. And the crowd liked it, too, because I had already broken the ice with all the women in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So they were already like, oh, So they're cool. already, like, rooting for guy. you. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he served me a drink. <laughs> and so it was, like, pretty, like, so from there, did you decide to, like, did you give more dances? Or, like, did you perform on stage later that night again? Or when was the next time that you uh, performed? The next time I performed was probably a month after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. On, is... on stage, the on stage. Okay. After that, I was doing uh, lap dances and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's still a little different. Mm-hmm. Giving lap dances and, and then uh, performing on stage, they're like two different hells. Yeah. Like, were to... you, were you like giving lap dances before you danced on stage? Um, I was, I was allowed to also, you know, encouraged to, mm-hmm. but me not really having too much sexual experience mm-hmm. and also still being super shy 
me grabbing a woman by the hand, taking into a dark Aww. corner, it was, was wasn't really. It was it was it was, it was a, it was a scary thought. It was a scary thought for me it at is that time. Hard, yeah. So unless somebody did it with me, you know what I mean? Like they had a girl, mm-hmm. and I had their friend, mm-hmm. and it was almost like a group interaction. Like mm-hmm. they were right next to me. Hell yeah, we can do it. We can tag team. Yeah. Let's do it. Tag team. <laughs> ah. But alone, no. No. <laughs> unless unless they were like yeah come here come give me a dance uh-huh. i would go but i wouldn't initiate it i wouldn't but yeah come here let me talk uh-huh. to you over here for a little bit oh, it, it never went down like that uh-huh and whenever you give those dances is there like a set rate price that they charge for it or do you set the prices it's at a club generally the price is 20 bucks a song uh-huh male strip clubs one of the strip clubs that's just what i've heard okay 10 bucks plus a song uh-huh you know and you always ask, always, always ask. I learned this hard, the hard way. You always ask at the end of each song, For do you want another one? Yeah. Or yes, would you like yes. to keep going? Because it, it, cause that's a really gray area. Because mm-hmm. you can start on, you know, halfway through a song. Uh-huh. And when that song's up, like I've had this done to me going to strip clubs just to get the other perspective to build mm-hmm. confidence. I went to strip clubs and like I would literally start a dance or get a dance. Twenty seconds, the song would be off, and they'd be like, "Oh, do you want to keep going?" I'm like, what? Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, you trying to play me? No, I hate that too. I mean, like that's one of my policies personally, just because, um, like, either so, like, my philosophy as a female stripper is that you know you can either hustle people really hard for a quick sale or, or you can just not be an asshole and or like... you can not be an asshole <laughs> or i was gonna say like you could see it as like an opportunity for them to pay you more later you know like exactly. you treat them well in this one experience and then they're more likely to spend more money right if you're chasing the the two dances three dances here instead of planting a seed planting yeah an emotional creating connection. a regular yeah somebody who comes back right you know right. you build that trust from like you know you give a little bit maybe that's 20 exactly. seconds of the first song and then you go into the actual song that you're dancing for that you charge them for so right. that's my personal philosophy and that's but. and that's like what would get me to pay is that connection like oh shit because people pay for how much they know you care they don't care how much yeah you know what i mean it, it's it's about to service business yeah it is it's service industry and you kind of have to you have give to a, give line. a damn like, yeah like I'm, I'm also a personal trainer and also in that business just working closely with somebody even doing group activity you're carrying people emotionally you're holding you're you're carrying the energy sometimes people open up when it's a one-on-one because it's a lot of energy you know it's a lot of effort it's you know hey how's your day or like hey what's bothering you do you mm-hmm. wanna, you know it's a lot of it's it's all about connecting the human vibe yeah but uh you know going back so 20 dollars a song was and so whenever uh, you're doing a lap dance dance, do you kind of like stay away from them like are you like kind of dancing in front of them doing like body rolls and stuff like that or like are you actually like in and on them definitely varies sometimes it starts with them being held up by me oh okay later once i got my confidence i would ask either we can, you know, I can take you by the hand and I can take you over there or I can pick you up. Oh, 
Like you get you, uh-huh. you get options. Yeah. You know, of course, the really shy ones. They're not. They're not saying no because they want you to get away. Yeah. They're saying no because they're just a little freaked out. Which is yeah. Which is what their friends want. You know, uh-huh. and they're having a good yeah. time. They're like, take her. Exactly. <laughs> so picking them up, like ah, they're screaming. You know, oh, I, I, I take them to very the, interesting. Definitely. So it's not. It's not really asking them do they want to dance. Mm-hmm. I already. I already assume, and I already just. How do you want it? Mm-hmm. And once I get over there, either I always start with eye contact, mm-hmm. whether it's me holding them up or them sitting down or them sitting on top of me, facing me. It's always mm-hmm. I always start with, 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 with the eye contact. It's the mm-hmm. eye contact. It's the eye contact. I'll say it again. It's the eye contact. Yeah, totally. It's that connection. Definitely. Like actually like the being seen element. Right, right. Yeah. Because, like, yo, I'm sexy enough for you to want me. Let me show you that I want you back. Yeah. And it's not even really being fake. It's, like, I can appreciate a good-looking woman. Because women that come to the club are not dressed in sweats and shit. Their hair's done. Makeup's dead. Yeah. They they've good. gone out. Exactly. This is They're an occasion. Looking. Right. So it's, so it's you know, let me show you that I appreciate the effort you put mm-hmm. in to come and pay me. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. It's a very big divergence because like with, you know, um, strip clubs for men, it's just so typical, you know, it's like people come in during a lunch break or people come in after a long day at work. People come in from a construction site. It's like they just are coming in at any time, any way that they are like no real care. We are are that there's a series on a Netflix called Hollywood. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've watched it. Mm-mm. I highly recommend anybody in the entertainment or acting industry to mm-hmm. to binge watch that series. It's 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 really dope. It's about this uh, pimp, if you will. He owns a gas station mm-hmm. and he pimps out his coworkers <laughs> to the attendants. And the code word to get them to go to the next level is, "I want to go to Dreamland." Oh, so people coming from you know, from, you know, a long day at work or in their lunch break or after, you know, whatever. Or they just want to get away from the fucking kids. Like yeah. That, we are their dreamland. Uh-huh. We're that release. We're that stress reliever. Yeah. We're the, we're the vacation mm-hmm. from reality. Totally. There's, so it's kind of like that, but it's also just like, it's so normal that it isn't this event that people prepare for. Like women going to the strip club, it's like, we decided that we're gonna go on this Saturday as a right, group, right. squad up, like exactly. <laughs> everybody's dressed. We're gonna meet up here, looking pre-game. nice. We're gonna pregame. He's driving. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of planning and thought involved, and also women just don't freely spend money that same way, you know, like because exactly. of the wage gap and stuff, and because you know all of the history behind how women handle money right now. So it's like this totally different experience that you're ex- like handling women and like they're dressed up and this is a special thing and like yeah, they're like here they for want, you. They want to, they want what they're not getting outside. Yeah, you totally. Know, I want that attention. I want that affection. They want to cross the line a little bit. Exactly. Especially if they come from out of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the outer towners. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh man. I definitely want to hear about this. What are the out of towners like? The out of towners, regardless if they are the bachelorette, the birthday girl, the bridesmaids, if they are coming from out of town, they looking for some souvenir dick. <laughs> 
because because ah. I say this because it is de it is detached from everything that they're connected to. That's their friends, true. their work, their their guy friends, husbands, boyfriends, whatever, whoever. Mm-hmm. They are it is it is safe, unattached, untraced penis that they can go slob <laughs> on the knob all night and just all right, let me just erase that drive away yeah back to you know let me get that, <laughs> that hole out and happened. leave it back there that's why they say what stays what happens in vegas stays in vegas mm-hmm. you know it's not really true but you know that's that i, I think that's where that came oh from. yeah totally i mean i think it is chance that. To, i think well, i mean women don't really get to let loose too often either you know definitely. and like this is and there's also something about women going to strip clubs where women get really fucking wild like they are the in most the combination with drinks yeah definitely. it's drinking and it's also like being in this space where like they're not typically allowed you know like it's just it's not a space where they can come like oh i had such a long day at work let me just go buy hunkamania yeah. like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's not that it's like a very special thing and it's like this sudden sexual freedom that they don't experience in any other place and like you're there and you get to witness this and like sometimes they come to me too you know like they come to female strip clubs and they're the wildest clients they pull the most shit that I have ever like experienced which is so funny like I've had more women Oh God! Like I, like women, they start stripping along with the strippers. They're like, it's, oh, it's like it's it's. I think it's they see you and it's like, damn, she's so free. I wish I had the confidence. Yeah. I wish I had, you know, what she has for her to be able to do that. Damn, look at her body. Oh my God! You know, it's like yeah, it's almost like them living vicariously through you. It's yeah, like, they're oh, totally. Shit. It's totally this vicarious thing, and like you know, like women try and hop on stage too, or like the like I've seen women take off their tops and stuff. Yeah. Like, and like, um, I mean, then on the other end, there's like women who give their boyfriends lap dances so that the boyfriends can't look at us. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. We're gonna go to the strip club and then I'm gonna give you a lap dance. Yeah, mm, that, that's all territorial. Yeah, it just—I mean, I've like, never heard of that. I've never seen that. It's—it's it's a phenomena. Okay, Women at the club are I believe phenomena. it. I believe it. Do you ever experience inappropriate touching? Of course. How do you Definitely. handle it? This is from both men and women. You know, mm. just just I get it. You know, we're entertainers and we're walking around pretty much naked, oiled up, wet. I get it. We're subjectified to just being an object because that's yeah. what we can, you know, some people do come to the club for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. At first I would, I would, you know, I would respond negatively, but oh, like, you know, I would, I would, you know, slap hands away, mm-hmm. you know, fuck you, pay me, give dirty looks, <laughs> shit like that, you know, but throughout yeah. my entertainment career, responding negatively just doesn't help at mm. all. You know, so I've found a better way to respond to being touched out of turn or I guess just groped, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with men, I still I'm still adjusting to not being mean. Yeah, it's, it's it's different when you're being touched by a man. And now I guess, you know, being an entertainer, I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also I mean, it's like 
they're touching you probably in similar ways. You it's know? just it's just it's not just even the that. It's not it's not and... even about like grabbing me in my private. It's mm-hmm. just like the ooh hey daddy grabbing me by my by my wrist. A, gr- a man touching a grown ass man grabbing yeah. grabbing me by my wrist. Ooh yeah. hey daddy was good. Like mm-hmm. the the fuck like what do you mean? <laughs> I'm about to smack you in the mouth, nigga. Like I'm a grown ass dude. <laughs> Like yeah. you know, say what's up or something. Yeah, you know I'm not. Don't I don't be respectful. Right, I'm like not. You ag- didn't say that. He, you exactly. Could touch you. I'm not. I'm not against you know anybody's sexual orientation, but mm-hmm. like if I was into that, still I'd be offended. Like yeah, nigga, I'd, does it come? Were you right? expecting that to work? Yeah. <laughs> Are totally. you expecting it? Yes, man. I can suck your dick, please. You know. Mm-hmm. And with with women, you know, I just smile and I kind of like. Okay, I see you want attention. Let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. So I give them a lot of attention. Yeah. A lot, a lot of attention. I give them what they want, mm-hmm. and then I let them respond. If they go away, or if they pay, mm-hmm. or if they laugh, you know, it always it always ended better. I've gotten paid more reacting non-negatively to potential negative situations than it would be just to react and, you know, be all pissy-faced about it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have this, like, do you feel like working this has kind of opened you up a little bit more, like, with LGBTQ stuff? 100%. Yeah? Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, how so? Like, how did you kind of change or, like, you know, change your things, like how you reacted and everything? Having a better understanding of sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, not not being in the industry, not being a dancer, it's, it's just different. Like, being around it a lot more gives you a different perspective on sexuality what's attractive what's gay what's what's bi what's you know what I mean it's it's mm. it's almost like those become just words you know it's it's you just start to like see the spectrum and like be part of it and you're just like oh shit like it's totally normal <laughs> really like like for real it's it's I really feel like it's normal for a guy to think another guy's attractive. You know, I, I personally feel like women sell sex better than anything else mm-hmm. in this world. But I honestly think men can be sexy, too. I think I honestly believe I can be sexy. Yeah. You know? Mm. I can appreciate another sexy human being. It doesn't mean I want to lick it, kiss it, fuck it. You mm-hmm. know, just I can I can appreciate. You can acknowledge it. I can appreciate good yeah. symmetry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can, you can appreciate it. That's so cool. Right. So we are coming to the end of this episode, but we have to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. Howdy. I have at least 20 horses for lease, all wild caught in my backyard. They might be running or they might be at a canter, but trust me, these horses can't be held. I know you may have missed the wild old, old west. Hundreds of people move west per year because of the bittersweet nostalgia of the open road. A bale of hay, a nice barn raising, a noble cowman, waven wheat, the sun over the flat horizon. Well, you know the rest. At least 20 horses all available for lease in at least five colors. They are mine, and they can be yours in a way. Call 1-88-HORSE-BEST-FRIEND. Come out to the Nevada, Kansas area to check out the selection. The West is calling. And we're back. So, where can we find you on the web? You can find me on Instagram. My uh, exotic page is x underscore the underscore entertainer. 
you can also find me on Instagram with my fitness page is Mr. Underscore Skinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R underscore for, you know, fitness videos, health videos. You can find me on Facebook with Dom Flex, Dom for short for Dominique. Is it two words or one Yeah, word? D-O-M Flex, flexing on these hoes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also on Snapchat, I'm Nice Brandon. I am N I C E B R A N D O N. That's going to be on my Snapchat. And I will be posting uh, content for my OnlyFans on there. I don't want to dish it out now. It's not ready yet. It's still under mm-hmm. construction. But yeah, I'll definitely post my links on you know either of those awesome. platforms. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll find you, and then if you post anything, I'll list it in the bio. So I am Selena the Stripper. This is Ho in the Know. You can follow us on Instagram at Ho in the Know. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can support this project on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. Um, and please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, play it in your office, do all of the stuff. Thank you so much for listening and have a fantastic quarantine. Bye-bye. More money, I want your money. I want more money. 